So the big question is this. How do the best recruiters and recruitment business owners ride the highs and lows of recruitment whilst ensuring they remain at the top? How do they stay consistent? How do they manage their time? How do they cultivate the correct mindset? And what are the best recruiters and recruitment businesses doing differently? These are the questions that all recruiters want to know the answers to. This is the podcast where I have real and honest conversations with some of the most talented recruitment professionals globally to uncover all their secrets. My name is Hisham Azuz. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. This podcast is sponsored and supported by my good friends at Hunted. Last year, Hunted helped over 300,000 recruiters all across the world. They're dedicated to improving not just the industry, but your place within it. If you want to be a better recruiter, have more resilience, see greater success in your recruitment career, or simply change jobs or country, then you need to check out hunted.com. I'd love you to check it out and let me know what you think. Welcome to the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz. And today I'm in Manchester. I'm joined by Lily Shippen, who is the founder of a specialist PA and a business support recruitment agency called Lily Shippen. And they are based in uh, Manchester, but support businesses across London, Manchester and Leeds. They've been going for four years, currently at three people with soon to be four. Lily, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Got there in the end. Had to <laughs> yeah. move meeting rooms in WeWork. Yeah, just about only took an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and only works in WeWork. They're not, they are, these meeting rooms can be really noisy. Yeah. So we made decisions to move. So um, great. So as, as I was just saying before we started, where I always like to start on this show is uh, how did Lily enter the world of recruitment? Um, so I was 19 years old and basically um, got a job working, wanted to go move down to London, um, got a job working for an insurance company um, okay. and I didn't actually realise um, the locations in London and I actually ended up on my first day in probably the most depressing office in Tooting Broadway and soon realized that basically it wasn't for me. So I left <laughs> after a day. Really? Um, yeah, I absolutely hate it and had um, no job to go to and basically just thought, oh, I'm quite good with people. I'll mm. try recruitment. So I um, applied for a job at Robert Walters for the insurance team because that's what I'd previously yeah, done yeah, in Manchester. Um, and he basically interviewed me and said, um, you need to meet the support team, um, you're not insurance. So um, <laughs> he introduced me to um, the manager on the secretarial desk for Robert Walters um, and um, they basically hired me because I was apparently rough around the edges because <laughs> I had a Manchester accent. Really? So, I was going to yeah. say, where, so where are you originally from? So I'm from Manchester, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I think they've bashed it out of me a little bit in uh, London, but I've kind of got a bit of, yeah. Yeah, bit yeah, of yeah, so, yeah. yeah. What, so like, and did you go to university or anything? No, so I didn't go to uni. Um, I basically wasn't really interested at, at school. Yeah. I kind of, um, you know, I was lucky I went to a really good school and, and I suppose learned a lot, but not on like the education side. I, I had quite a kind of tough um, personal circumstance when I was 15, okay. um, my dad passed away. So um, okay. I, 15. yeah, yeah, really probably like, yeah, it was, it's definitely like shaped me and it's, um, yeah. 
but I think that really led me to not doing that well at school. I kind yeah. of had a bit of a rebellious phase, was yeah. just, um, I suppose I'd had a taste for money as well um, mm. and always kind of was looking for ways of earning extra money, like dog walking. Really? <laughs> yeah, dog walking, sending out things on eBay with like comp slips, like I, love I hope you enjoy your uh, parcel. Really? <laughs> just any way to well, earn money. Was this, when was this? Whilst I was at school. Really? Yeah, so I had a job from being 13. Where did that come from? Um, I think... I, my mum always kind of, well, my mum and dad had their own businesses or my mum has yeah. her own business. Um, so I, th I suppose I've always kind of grown up with that, Around that yeah, yeah, mentality. But I think I also, my mum always taught me to kind of have the most expensive taste. And I think actually really? when I was about, I think I was about 13 and she just said, right, if you're going to continue wanting these clothes, you're actually going to need to start earning some money. So yeah. I was just always looking for like a bit of a side right. hustle, really? essentially. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah. So I think that actually then, I, because I'd had a taste for money, like I was doing like a Sunday job, I was doing kind yeah. of different things. I wasn't interested at school. Like I kind of yeah, maybe knew yeah. that I just, that wasn't Yeah, because that, that wasn't making you money. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was, com I was up against all my friends were really intelligent, yeah, yeah. all going to like Oxford, Cambridge, and I just didn't fit in. Yeah. Um, so I decided not to go to uni. Fair um, and you know, obviously moved down to London instead, but I think I just had to get out of Manchester just to kind of do mm. something different rather than just so staying. Did you move to London on your own? So I moved with my boyfriend at the time yeah. um, and he kind of had a job. Um, he was a doctor and got placed in London. I just thought, oh, I quite fancy London. Yeah, like yeah. that'd be but, good. Yeah. And then ended so, up at so Robert did Walters. You, so when you, when you said, um, of like a fancied recruitment or whatever like how like how did you come across recruitment because like did you have friends in it or yeah so one of my friends um she had done like a two-week placement at Hayes <laughs> and she was like yeah it was really good got to speak to people and I was like I could do that okay, that's fair. fine um and I remember just the, the guy calling me up from Robert Walters and saying like what do you know about recruitment and I just obviously blagged it as yeah, every yeah. recruiter does um and I literally had no clue what I was walking into. Like I remember the first day my, my boss sitting me down and saying, right, these are your clients. Goldman Sachs is one of your clients. And I thought it was, a, <laughs> I thought it was a jeweler's. <laughs> so literally That's I so had just. no clue. I was so green, but it was, it was amazing. Rough around the edges. Rough around the edges. Love yeah. that. So, um, <laughs> as I said before, so with you having your own recruitment business for the last four years, like yeah. we're definitely going to focus on that, but Let's just very so just to frame up for everyone listening. So work, so you worked at Robert Waters for two and a yeah, uh, just under three just years. Just under three years. Yeah. So just under three years, and then for the last four years, had your own business. Yeah. So yeah, done recruitment. Going towards a decade now, recruitment. Like how yeah. old are you now? Yeah, uh, twenty six, nearly twenty seven. I always forget how old I am. I'm exactly <laughs> like 10. how old? Am I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty seven in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. When. 23rd of March. Okay, I'm 30th of March. Oh, really? 27th of March, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <Bossy>. <laughs> okay, so, okay, cool. So, just under three years, Robert Walters. Yeah. Um, so, let's just talk about that for a sec. So, got so got told to consider, or they thought that you'd be great in the support um, yeah. vertical. You've been in that uh, sector ever since? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about this. So, um, my old boss worked for Hayes for like 10, uh, 15 plus years. Yeah. And my old colleague as well, who was like the top biller there. So like I've sort of from day one in my job when I was in recruitment, like I sort of got a bit of context of what it might be like working for a big brand. Okay. Definitely pros and cons to working for a big brand like Robert Waters compared sure. to obviously a smaller business like yours now. But like 
what was your first year like? I'm always interested. Um, like, what did that look like? I mean, it was it was really hard. Like, really? I'm yeah. I mean, I had it was the probably the best experience. Like, I look back on it with such fun memories, and I am so grateful for people taking a you know a chance on me in terms of, like my old bosses. Mm. But it it was really hard. I think really? actually, I always joke to the girls that you know work with me now. Like, I'd love to kind of put you into Robert Walters <laughs> for a day, and because it was so intense. Like, really? you know, we especially support. It was quite you know the other team used to laugh at us because the phone would ring and we if we were on the phone we had to stick our hand up in the air and say we were on you know mime that we were on the phone we were constantly shouting over the desk for candidates you know job get, got called out and it was like you could brief someone in, in like a minute and it was frantic yeah. and I worked was it perm or so I started off doing temp and then oh, I moved okay, over wow. to a hybrid desk um, because quite a few people left which yeah. was a great opportunity but um you know, I worked really long hours. Like our yeah. core hours were half eight till half six, but we had to be in eight. If we were in at eight thirty-one, we were like, "Why, why are you late?" Like really? it was so strict. Yeah. Um. And you know, we didn't leave till seven, eight o'clock. I'd go in on bank holidays. I'd go in on the weekends. But like, I loved it. But it was so hard. Yeah, it was intense. Yeah, it was intense. And that's what you didn't. That's what you didn't know. What you're getting yourself into. Absolutely not. I had no idea. Yeah. Um. You know, but equally, it was very much work hard play hard we were yeah. out like monday to friday and yeah. then you'd die at the weekend like <laughs> um yeah, you know yeah. so it, it yes it was hard but it was also so much fun yeah. um but i didn't obviously had no expectation um and you just i think everyone you know that i was doing was working with all my peers you know you just had to throw yourself into it mm. and that kind of became your life mm. you, you didn't really have a yeah. personal life and um how like what sort of like the people that you were surrounded by were they quite experienced or no so um i think at the time where i started they did quite a big intake and a lot of the the people that became my best friends they were all kind of recent graduates really? um, so everyone was kind of associate level okay um on my team there was probably i think so when i started i took over from someone that was relocating with the business to singapore she was a senior consultant i think um there was a manager and there was an associate director but i would say that was one thing we always we still laugh about is like it was kind of like school like <laughs> everyone was so young yeah, cause I, was was I thought over. you might have been behind i thought you might have in, I'm always interested, like, if, like being in a big business like Robert Waters, you might, I thought you might have been surrounded by, like, some big hitters, like, from day one. Um, but there were always, because it was an open plan office, like, yeah. you'd be sat next to, like, legal, well, we were sat next to legal HR, and there would be kind of more experienced billers, but support, I think, was quite junior yeah, as yeah. a team, and there were people that kind of started at the same time that were pretty junior, mm. so, So, yeah. although, although it was pretty rigid, quite straight to web, like... Yeah. Like, how much has that impacted, like, what you do today? Honestly, like, I, if I hadn't have... At the time, I probably was... Well, I would say to my old boss, like, I must have been a nightmare yeah. because I hated it. Like, you know, being micromanaged. But actually, that has been the best thing yeah, for me. I, I think it's like taught me how to work really quickly. Mm. And, you know, I think it's taught me how to... It, it has basically shaped you know yeah. obviously I didn't have recruitment experience so I wouldn't have been able to do what I do now without it but equally I think it just you work hard mm. um, like it instilled a yeah. lot of things that are now you yeah. carry with you today yeah. and equally like I mean we have like a flexible working kind of culture here but if, if I'm not in at my desk for half eight I feel guilty and I shouldn't <laughs> but like that's yeah, instilled yeah, yeah. in me and I don't think that that's really a bad thing yeah. you know that actually like 
when I'm in work, I want to get my head down and, and I want to kind crack of on, yeah. crack on. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like, so by the time you got to the sort of the three year mark then, like mm-hmm. just quickly before we go and yeah. segue into you having your own business, like was you a good biller? Yeah, so yeah, I was. Um, so just before I left, um, I qualified for the high achievers trip. So, really? um, what, I was did you, a, what did you have to hit for, to do that? So my target was so I did three hundred and forty for the year, mm. um, and I'd had a quarter. So it was all about getting into the hundred k club at Robert yeah, Waters. Yeah. Like that was like the kind of the pinnacle, and I got that. I did one hundred twenty seven one month. So, um, and was, was that hybrid? Yes, that was yeah, hybrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I had like fifty temps out. Yeah. Um, That's which, a lot in that because I was yeah. a partner career. So yeah, okay. and especially because um, you know support is obviously lower fees than mm. so um, it's like requires typically more, more volume. Volume, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I was a top biller for support and a top biller for kind of um, well one of the top billers for London. Yeah. Um, didn't actually go on the trip because that's when I decided to leave. Which <laughs> still was a bit of a sore okay. spot, but yeah, I was a, a top biller. All right, so yeah. very quickly, like. Two, two things, like Robert Waters, mm-hmm. huge organization, extremely competitive, great people in there. Yeah. What, why did Lily rise to the top? I think because, I mean, I think I was lucky. I think okay. that I, you know, I got given really good accounts. Like I was working with Morgan Stanley, Barclays, Goldman Sachs. You know, I was working with the best cl- yeah. clients on our kind of, on our team. But I think also like, I. I put the hours in mm. and I, yeah, I, I worked hard. I think like it would have been very easy to drown in that kind of situation when you've got like 40 live jobs or whatever yeah. it was at one point. Um, but I think I just kind of kept going and I just did my admin at the weekends or in the yeah. evening and stuff. So um, yeah, I think it was a bit of luck, but I think it was obviously I had the kind of the drive to, you know, yeah, like you just to do it. it in. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I suppose, I think I've got it instilled in me that I want to prove people wrong. You know, mm. I wasn't great at school. So like mm. I was, that was the good, the, the first thing that I was like really good at. And yeah. like, it felt good to be, yeah, you know, yeah, recognized yeah, yeah. as that. So I wanted to be like the top of my game and I wanted to kind of, sounds kind of shallow, but I wanted to get that praise from, you know, yeah. my managers and stuff. No, so totally get that. yeah, and Especially, obviously the money helps I think as well. You, <laughs> but even like, even when you are in a bigger bigger organization like that can sometimes be really hard to come by even if it is yeah. like for your manager lily you've had a cracking week this week like that's yeah. like that's you can get a bit more access to that when you're in a smaller business but in a bigger business like that totally makes sense that you want to feel valued especially when you're putting all that work in yeah like definitely. you want to feel recognized well that's i think why the 100k club was such an like it, yeah. you know, it was always the kind of the, the carrot being dangled in a way of like you want to get to this you mm. want to get to this and then you're going to be known you know an email goes around to the the whole company and it's great yeah. it's a great feeling um but yeah you have to kind of you've got to kind of prove yourself in that environment to stand out um, because there's so many people there. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So was it the typical like thought process then of, well, I've absolutely smashed it for like Robert Half. Like Robert Waters, sorry. Robert Waters, yeah. Why would I not be able to do this for myself? No, it wasn't. Was it not? No. that's a lot of people say that, isn't it? It's like, well, I build 350K, like, well, why yeah. would I be able to do that for myself? I think there's a lot of people fall into that trap or expect yeah. it. Well, yeah, I'll just, I'm a good biller. Yeah. Because did you manage any people? No. So you're just a biller? Yeah. Exactly. I wasn't so even like, a senior, cons- senior consultant. Really? I was trying to get to that and I think, yeah, yeah but no. So like, why, why, why did you start your own business? Um, so I think, 
being really honest, I th- I, I did burn out. I really? think, yeah, uh, I, I became, I mean, I... <laughs> when you say, just quickly, sorry, it's about, mm. I think just a lot of people say, I've burnt out, a lot more people talking about it. So just, just quickly, just, I think it'd be good to get some actual context on that and actual yeah. reality. It's like, Lily feeling burnt out, like what, talk to us about that. Like, what did you actually feel like and um, how would well, you describe it? I was really it? unhealthy. I was really? like, I wasn't, I wouldn't, say I was overweight but I definitely wasn't healthy like I think my lifestyle was you know you'd have a crap day and you'd literally just go out and get absolutely hammered um and then you'd be hungover I was hungover a lot so I don't know how I used to manage it but yeah I was and that's probably why my boss like (laughs) was a nightmare to manage but um (laughs) yeah I think I was unhealthy I was I was I was pretty low to be honest like I yeah because you would you know I loved it, but then your that's what I was saying before about you know your life is Robert Walters. So then mm. at the weekend you feel really lonely, and actually mm. you know you're in London. My friends were still at uni at this point, so my yeah. friends weren't living in London like they are now, and. I suppose the people that I was surrounding myself with at Robert Walters were all a bit older. So they all had like their other friends that they would see at the weekend. So I was pretty low. I was, yeah, I was unhealthy and I was just not in really the best place. Really? Um, How did you realize that? Because I'm sure that was just an an accumulation or a bit of an over a period of time. But like, was there a bit of like a moment where like... um, not really. I think it was just maybe more, yeah, I think my mum probably like made me realise it. Like I'd come home at the weekend and like, I wouldn't want to see anyone. I just yeah, kind of want to just, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think it just kind of happened over time that I was like, this is how I'm feeling and it's probably not the most sustainable, mm. you know. Um, and then that, that cultivated, well, hang on a minute, one, I'd, could I do this for myself? Um, no, so that was kind of like one of the things. Oh, sorry, okay. I think um, what happened was, yeah, I was burnt out and I think I had, you know, got onto the Miami trip. I'd mm. kind of got the 100K club and I am really kind of target driven. And yeah. it was almost like, what next? And my bosses were saying, do you want to manage? And I felt like I kind of had to say yes, just yeah. because that was the next step. Yeah. Um, and I actually put my hand up to move into to, um, Resource Solutions. So the um, sister company of Robert Walters, okay. I put my hand up to go um, and go in-house and actually I'm so glad that I didn't mm-hmm. but I just wanted something else and then that kind of just got it kept getting put on hold and I just thought oh, I don't know what I want to do but yeah. that's kind of what led me to I had a chat with my mum and she was like what do you want to do and I said I want to have my own business but I'm too young and she was like you're not too young why don't you just do it mm. and then that was it <laughs> I it. literally handed my notice in a got, couple of weeks got the later mom's approval yeah, and li- mom's yeah exactly so, love that so yeah. just a quick one I think that's thank you for being honest like I think that's really interesting. Like I've had um, had a chat. I don't know if you listened to this, but I had a chat called Nick Carmen on before, and like he's he's worked for a really um, big business uh, for the majority of his recruitment career, and like he actually shared like how he worked his absolute socks off to get that sort of top biller badge, yeah. and then when he got it. Like, he actually found it really difficult. Yeah. And then that may be like, well, hang on a minute, you're earning loads of money, top bill of, like, what have you got to moan about? But, like, I'm, like, it's really interesting that, like, you got, like, it's like, okay, what next? Like, yeah, what now? 100%. And, like, that, I think that's a challenge that a lot of people will deal with. Definitely. Or, like, have to, where, which they don't expect, because, like, 100K club, 100K club, you get there, you're like, 
great but like oh like what do you know what i mean 100%. i think that can be quite hard to deal with can't it definitely like i think i was yeah because i didn't get a bonus i don't think i got bonus for about a good nine months maybe mm. um especially building a temp desk obviously it takes yeah. time and it was always like your first bonus you're gonna buy a handbag and then i went yeah. and bought the handbag and i was like oh <laughs> like oh right that yeah. doesn't feel amazing doesn't feel, but yeah. you know yeah i think it is tough because if you are that kind of target driven person or, yeah. you know yeah you've got to keep pushing and then it's like i suppose it's like being a perma cruiser you've got to start again all the yeah. time um so learning from that then how have you how what i'm sure that you've now like being lily the business owner like how yeah. have you sort of how have you targeted yourself or how have you structured it for yourself where you don't sort of get to a place in like oh what next i'm sure have you like i don't know have you sort of broken down goals or have you got goals not just for, for billings or I don't yeah. know like how have you so initially I didn't I didn't really yeah. have any goals and I think that's probably why I coasted for a little while at mm. the start of having my own business and that's probably because I just wanted a, a bit of a step back yeah. maybe um but now yeah I'm really goal driven mm. um you know I have kind of like um I read this um this woman called Rachel Hollis who's American she yeah, kind of talks about um having your 10 goals and writing them down every day yeah and that's only really something that I've done over the last six months and Fair I've enough. noticed such a difference really? like my work ethic is so much stronger like I am so why do you think that is um I, I guess it's just like really thinking I've taken time out to actually really think about what I want mm. and it's not all you know financial yeah. um but I think writing it down and just writing it down every day makes a difference because you're just yeah. you're striving towards something yeah. and obviously that's really important when you are a business owner because you don't have someone that you're accountable to yeah. um, so it's like you're accountable to yourself by you know yeah, yeah, yeah. on the totally. phone totally and stuff that, like yeah. that um, so it's yeah. helps you have some real clarity on yeah. why you're doing what you're doing and yeah, stuff like that okay. definitely so alright cool so let's break down these four years then so yeah. had that moment you thought, hang on a minute, I'm probably too young to start a business. Mum's yeah. like, well, hang on a minute, Lily. I'll be yeah. your best support. You can make that happen. Yeah. Like, so let's just talk about the sort of first year first because I think that's where a lot of people were most worried about or yeah. most fearful of, right? Which is yeah. fair enough. So I guess, so you mentioned just there that that was maybe a factor as to why you coasted or whatever. So like, how, how would you describe your first year and how was it? Um, it's just you right yeah that's hard because you because you went from part of your burnout and stuff like that was being alone yeah so I and actually, it's business on your own <laughs> so I probably became more I, I had like really bad depression actually really? yeah um, I was working so when I moved back I lived with my mum for a little while and then I, I moved in with my with my friends um, and I was working at my dressing room table really? and I was in like the attic room so it wasn't it was pretty dark and it I wouldn't speak to anyone until like other than candidates on the phone or clients I wouldn't actually have like human contact yeah. until That's probably hard, like half it? four or five o'clock and I'd actually like make myself go to the gym it was really hard yeah. um and yeah I, I kind of just I suppose yeah I did coast really um and I think actually I didn't I suppose didn't take things as seriously until I actually hired the first person because I, then it made me think well I'm responsible for this person not just yeah, myself yeah. when did you just the timeline on that when did you hire so that the... was January 2018 okay so yeah I did like two years on my own mm. um so why so okay cool let's just talk about that mm. 
firstly, like, how did you get through that? There, there might be a lot of people listening who right now are in the attic going, fucking hell, what have I done? <laughs> so, like, how, how did you get through that? Uh, talk to people yeah. and um, a lot of therapy. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really tough time. Um, I suppose, like, some of it is kind of blocked out, really. But, um, well, like, it's, like, where you are now, it's hard to remember. Yeah, exactly. it yeah, is. Yeah, I, get that, I yeah. mean, it's made me so much stronger, and I don't regret what happened. But, um, yeah, I think I got through it just by... Yeah, talking to people, I think I then started actually like sharing an office with someone um, mm. rather than I wasn't in WeWork at that time, but just getting out of the office or yeah, like going to coffee shops, you know, actually focusing on like my kind of physical health, health which helped mentally. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty yeah, Okay, so tough. talk to people, getting yourself out of the environment you've been in. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the physical that's going to impact the mental well-being. Yeah. Like, how much did like how the therapist help then? Just because like I think that's great to actually just um, be real with that. Because how many people talk about that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've kind of had mixed um, mixed opinions of it. Well, mixed experiences of it. Um, I think for me, actually having a therapist that talked about the past, I found that really difficult and it just got to a point where I was like I just want to focus on the f going yeah, forward yeah, yeah, yeah. and I actually went to a course I can't remember the timeline of this but I went to a course um the two ladies ran in Manchester called the Vibrancy Hub and it was all about like self-care like nice. setting your kind of like dream life yeah. and it f they they were like what do you do for self-care and I genuinely didn't know what self-care was yeah. and I wasn't doing any of it yeah and that was when it all changed so I would say like therapy actually didn't really yeah, kind it of was, but it was a it different you, type yeah, of okay, therapy enough, it was enough. more around like yeah it was it was kind of looking after yourself really yeah. rather than and focusing on the future and speaking to like-minded people rather than sitting in a room and bashing out yeah, you know, yeah, yeah things yeah. that have happened um but yeah awesome. talking to people in general definitely has. yeah so i think that's just that's the punchline right if you're really experiencing that and going through that right now like definitely reach out to people and I yeah. think it's come up a lot now in the podcast but like honestly don't underestimate how willing people are, how willing people are to help 100% Do you know what I mean yeah um, but I think that's such a great insight on like self care yeah so important definitely and I think also like speaking to like like minded people like I've you know mm. had I suppose as the business is kind of grown I've been able to speak to more business owners but I wish that I'd had the confidence to you know put myself out yeah. there at the start and speak to other business owners because a lot of the time they're going through similar things yeah. and similar thought processes that's the thing you can really get caught in your own head sometimes and think like yeah. is it just me going through this yeah. like and there's just so many people out there that definitely are yeah. going through that okay cool so um didn't expect so to speak about that but <laughs> yeah so like those first two years then like was it like, did you literally, did you have any sort of plan or was it just literally like, right, Lily, let's get on the phone, let's speak to people, let's get money. Like, have you, did you do perm? Did you do contracts? Like, did everything. <laughs> just like, you was, yeah. in the, you was in the yes game. It's like, right, let's get cash in the bank. Yeah. Need to pay my rent. Like, let's make it work, yeah? Yeah, apart from I wouldn't work roles that weren't within my sector. So yeah, I yeah. did get offered roles that were like marketing or, you know, something else I could have had a go at, but I didn't. But anything mm. you're glad you did perm, that yeah definitely yeah but de um but temple perm i did and yeah it was just about billing money and putting it back in yeah, to yeah. the business and um like did you what did you um 
what did you invest in only like any tools or anything like did you just have did you have CRM straight away did you have LinkedIn yeah or? so I had um I got profile I think quite quickly um or it's now access um yeah um so that's what I'd used at Robert Walters I actually got rid of it for a time just because it was quite expensive but we have got it back again now um and then just your kind of usual job boards I spent quite a lot of money on the website um and then I, my mum's actually got a promotional merchandise company. So that, that was something that I've continued to spend quite a lot of money on mm. just in terms of sending things out to clients and getting stuff mm. off the did back of that. Did you do that, that early on? Yeah. Because I think, yeah. so, I think so, I did that pretty much straight away. Really? Yeah. So just give a bit of context on that because I think that's interesting. Yeah. I had a, um, a lady on in the past um, called Hannah Jarvis who's got her own recruitment business and she's had some real success with this where well it's more of that she would send like some really like just humorous out the box like emails okay yeah and it had a real impact and sometimes yeah. would send stuff and all that so what you're saying there is you had some success in like just sending people stuff yeah and then, like following up yeah with like bd and stuff yeah absolutely so i think it was just like yeah, it was, it was, I always felt like cold, I don't think cold calling works. And I know that a lot of people talk about that, but I felt like, you know, an email, it's all about landing on some, in someone's inbox at the right time. Mm. Whereas if you receive a gift, it's quite nice to get something in the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose, I'd, you know, I'd grown up like hearing about that. So yeah. I, yes, from the start sent, um, so I remember did like tins of um, shortbread yeah. <laughs> with my logo on and they looked and I've always been really I have spent more on stuff to, I haven't ever wanted to send out anything like I yeah. think it's really important to send out you quality didn't, you didn't want to do it on the cheap didn't want to do it on the cheap like I remember the pens that I did were a fortune but they you know they look good and I've always spent a lot on that and I think it has paid off so I yeah. sent a lot of yeah like shortbread and can't even remember the stuff that they did at the start but um i would then put like a comp slip slip in with it and just say further to my email you know yeah what, what do you mean chat. by comp slip sorry so just like a kind of like a piece of paper with our logo on okay um rather than like a handwritten letter or anything it's just yeah. like a smaller kind of version of that nice. um and then i would send it off the back of emailing them and then follow that up and yeah. i had quite a lot of really? wins off the back and of it that. would literally be Hey Lily, look, just wanted to drop you a call. Did you get my shortbread the other day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you take the conversation. I think I got one to... of the biggest clients off the back of a tin of like two pounds oh, shortbread. So it was so. The thing good. is, I think like don't underestimate like how well that could do. And I think to, especially in like today's yeah. world, like actually receiving like a physical gift. Yeah. How many people receive that nowadays? Yeah, Probably not as much. It's all online and all, all that and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think yeah. that's like a really, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's cool. So how, so I think lot, sort of the branding of your company, mm -hmm. is that something that you intentionally like wanted to spend money on from the, yeah. from the get-go or like what, how did that? Because I think, I think from what I can see online from you and your business, like it's pretty slick, looks professional. Like I think, I think it looks great. So like, I think that's where a lot of businesses now or smaller businesses or people looking to set up are always thinking like, right, how can I um, stand out on this market? And it typically ends up with these sorts of things. So like, did that just happen organically? Or like, how, how did you go about investing more into your website and things like this? Um, yeah, I think... I suppose I've probably always had kind of, I wouldn't say like an eye for it, but I'd like, I'd know if something looked good. And yeah. I think like, I'm quite interested naturally in like, you know, products if they've got good branding and ju I'm just quite curious with that type of thing. Okay. So I, I think 
and you know promotional merchandise the family business and my dad was in you know print management it was always kind of okay, about how enough. things look so yeah, I think yeah. I probably grew up with that um and then I've I've really I suppose fine-tuned it it's still not perfect but I think I've noticed if something's good and I am quite picky about what goes yeah, out so enough. um it's been a process it's but definitely you've been a like, process you've, it's yeah. been yeah, like you've took real pride in it, like yeah, rather than 100%. a lot of people just be like, yeah, I'll get a website, it doesn't matter. Like I'm just phoning people. Yeah, okay. no, I spent probably more than I should have at the start because mm. I wanted it to look slick. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did you call the business your name? <laughs> um, so funny enough, I actually met a, um, a guy that helped me find the name, which is mad that I paid someone to what? come back with my name. But wait, basically- wait, wait. Really? Yeah, so, <laughs> so I was going around in circles of like what to call the company. It was like- I can't even remember the names, but they were dreadful. And I met him and and he kind of said, you know, tell me about yourself, talk me, you know, through what you're wanting to do. And it was all about, you know, being a woman in business, being, um, you know, putting my neck on the line for people. That was something that I'd always was quite proud about, you know, that I'd done at Robert Walters. And he just said, well, why don't you call it your own name? Like, it's obviously, you know, you can tell you're a female, you know, you, it's your name above the door. So it's your reputation because that was something that I was talking about quite a lot, you know, that for a bigger company, you never know who you're dealing with. Yeah, Whereas, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it was, I was literally putting my name out there. Um, and so we came back around to my name. Um, and then the Lily, so we, I don't know whether you've seen, but we use like the logo's got like Lily for the long term in it. And that was something that I naturally kind of said in the meeting was like, it was all about long term relationships, yeah, long term, nice. you know, value and stuff like that. So yeah, came back to <laughs> Lily Shepherd. And like, how has that helped, do you think, like in terms of like, so you're four years in now? Because I think yeah. a lot of people would be like, a lot of people I feel like would be, would say, oh, well, Lily, that's probably not the best idea. It's not very scalable yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. I think it is quite common where businesses are called like people's surname. Yeah. Like if you start with someone, do you know what I mean? Like Robert Walters, is that actually a person? Yeah, he is Robert Walters. Oh, okay, yeah. fair. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like business, sometimes yeah. you'll, you'll see like, I don't know, Robert Shippen or something like that. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. but like, how is actually, like, has it, I don't know, like, how have you found it help you in this sort of four year journey in terms of, growing your business, speaking to people, like, has it helped yeah, like, it being called that? Yeah, I mean, obviously I can't compare it to what it would have been yeah, without yeah. it, but I do think, like, especially when I, like, started doing Manchester recruitment, like, Manchester is such a small place and yeah. people do talk and I felt like all of a sudden, you know, people were saying, like, who is Lily Shippen or, mm. like, Lily Shippen's done a good job mm. and obviously then they were seeing my logo everywhere, so yeah. it was not only were they dealing with me personally, but they were also seeing the business. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think it, has helped and I think also like I've tried to kind of you know keep the team uh, I've tried to put the photos out there of, of, of us all but I think it also helps people associate yeah a business with you know a person yeah, yeah um, sure. and it goes you know hand in hand with what we're kind of trying to do like offer mm. a more personable service yeah, yeah that's fair enough um knowing what you know now then just on the two-year part yeah and then we'll die and then we'll talk a bit about like why decide to hire someone stuff like that but like in hindsight, like what, knowing what you know now, like how would you think you'd start your recruitment business differently? I think I'd probably have a business plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it needs to be really, really detailed, but I definitely think it would have helped to have a bit more kind of clarity and, and mm. vision of where I needed to be. Um, I think I would have loved to have known more about you know, the financial side of things, because mm. that's something that, you know, I didn't really have that much experience. Well, I didn't have any experience with uh, Robert Walters. 
um, family really. really. And then just yeah. kind of accountants getting frustrated with me and just <laughs> like explaining things in really basic yeah. kind of, yeah, terms. But um, I wish I'd known more about that type of thing. But, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've kind of just had to roll with it. And yeah. What was like, the, what was the thing that you had to deal with or happened or whatever that you like least expect least expected early on um early on in the first two years yeah. um probably just the kind of more i suppose rejection side in terms of clients not wanting to work with you mm. or you know you had doors open for you at robert walters whereas you would you didn't yeah, who's lily um, yeah know, exactly yeah. um so probably that side of things and yeah okay yeah because, like, did you do the whole thing where, like, you reached out to people and went, like, I'm doing my own thing now, like, just let you know. As in old clients? Well, or? no, just just in general, as in, like, because what's come up a lot, which I think is really interesting in conversations that I've had recently is, um, like, a lot of people said, like, don't underestimate how many people will be willing to give Lily Ship and the small business yeah. grown a chance. Yeah, is definitely. That, is that fair? Um, I think more so in Manchester really? than what I found in London. In London, yeah. yeah. I think especially the clients that I was going after, you know, I'd, I'd recruited into financial services or private, you yeah, know, yeah. private equity hedge funds, etc. And I think they just wanted the best and they yeah, wanted yeah, yeah. it, you know, there and then. Um, but I think people in Manchester were more willing to kind of, you know, give me a shot. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. So just very quickly, just, for, just to add context to like you making a decision to hire someone and stuff like that, which I yeah. think this would have had an impact on. But like, how did you do in those first two years then, like billings wise? So I think the first year I billed about 100. Yeah. And then the second year um, was about 250. Okay. Um, did you plan on hiring someone? Like, no, really? no. How did that, like, because um, that's why I asked that, because it's like, did you have in your head like, right, if I get to like around this, then maybe I'll consider like how, so how did it, no. how did it happen? So I was on a family holiday. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and basically my cousin's girlfriend was on the holiday and my, I just got, kind of got chatting. and was like, she'd be quite good at recruitment. Yeah. And um, I thought, actually, you know what? I'm on holiday and I can't switch off. I'm on holiday and I'm having to work all my jobs. I'm having to run my payroll. I'm having to do everything. Yeah. And if I don't hire someone, I'm never going to be able to make that kind of, it's going to mm. be a lifestyle business. It's never going to be yeah. anything more. So that kind of came hand in hand, but it wasn't something that I'd actually like you like planned. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then she started soon after. Really? And then she's been with you ever since? No. Oh. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> she went to, she went to back to uni. Oh, okay. Um, fair but but all like, good. it was really good. It gave me the confidence that's to hire I mean, other yeah. people for sure. But like, what did you hire her to do? She was a junior consultant. Um, so I'm, I'm a mixture of things and I'm assuming. Yeah, um, she she was yeah she was doing the client side and, and the candidate side, meeting people, um, and that was when I kind of we were in Stockport at the time, which is like yeah. on the outskirts of Manchester. It's Cheap, not very cheaper. glamorous, yeah. yeah. And that was actually when she kind of had been with me a couple of months. I was like, this is when we need to go into Manchester. Like we need to be yeah. in the city centre. So so, that, yeah. so that's what I mean. Even though you weren't intentionally looking for it. Yes. Like you invested in it and that yeah. person and then it gave you that kick up the arse or whatever Definitely. you want to call it to go, oh, hang on a minute, actually. Well, let's give this a go. For sure, so I think yeah. that that's the thing that I personally realised nine months into having my own business, which is just me. But over the last three, four months, I've invested in a virtual PA that's been absolute game changer, mm -hmm. um, copywriter, graphic designer. So like 
I've gone through that process of like doing a lot of those things, different things myself and then yeah. outsourcing it or investing in other people to do it. And I think a lot of people underestimate or have the intention of, yeah, like I'm going to start my own recruitment business or business or whatever. And I'm going to have way more freedom. I'm going to go gym when I want and all this. And it's yeah. like, no, nah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's probably been because I'm really interested. You said that, that you went on holiday, couldn't switch off and like, I still I did, don't switch off. But yeah, like yeah, same. I find it yeah. hard, but I think like a lot of people like link with having your own business is like having more freedom. A hundred percent not. It's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I they think do, don't underestimate. I, I think don't, yeah, just yeah. don't underestimate. Like you get freedom. So for me, when I think of freedom and making a decision nine months ago, and still early on, but for me, the, I don't know if you this relates to you, but for me, which what I found the most freedom in is like I could decide tomorrow to start sending jelly beans out, and I could do that. Yeah. Definitely. That's you like don't have what, to yeah, like that's what I yeah. found the most freedom in. Like, which we'll get onto. Like, you know what? I've got this opportunity to sponsor this event. Why the fuck not? Like, uh, it's down to yeah. me. That's what I found the most freedom in, rather than, oh my god, I had the perfect week this week. I got to gym four times, ate banana smoothies every breakfast, and like just had the perfect week. Like, that's what I find the most challenging. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? And at the start, yeah, I probably went to the gym way more than I do now. <laughs> but I didn't make as much money, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, you didn't have so a team. So yeah, don't underestimate that. There again, work ethic. There is an element of sacrifice. Like yeah, I guess it depends what your goals are and stuff. But like, yeah, freedom. It's not. It's not as easy as it sounds or like easy to come by when you have your own business sort of no. thing. Do and I don't I think mean? you'll ever switch off. Like, you know, yeah. I probably drive the team mad. Like before I go on holiday, I'm like, I'm going to switch off. I'm not going to be replying. Mm. And then I get on holiday and I'm trying to take client calls and drive it, you yeah. know, emailing them. But it's obviously, it's Why your baby. Why do you find it hard to switch off? Um, because I care so much. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, I think, I suppose, yeah, I don't want to let people down. I feel that, you know, if they, even if they get my out of office, I, I still want to go back to them. And I think, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want people to think that we are like great at what we do and that yeah. we're kind of always there and we go back to people really quickly. Um, but equally, I, like, I love what I do. Yeah, and that, yeah. like when I went on, I went on holiday in January and my plan was to do nothing. And I actually got done, I redid the website and I got yeah, loads yeah, of yeah. stuff done that actually really enjoyed. And it kind of yeah, put yeah. stuff into perspective of like, I love this. And you know, sometimes yeah, yeah. it's just nice to be, yeah. Yeah, no, I, like, have you got, have you got a partner now? No, so that's probably why. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I was thinking if I actually had gone to um, St. Lucia with someone, they probably would have killed me. <laughs> um, that, that's what I was going to say. Cause like, I definitely have that, like, so, yeah, like, my, so if I was to, I definitely have that same mentality, but, like, me, like, writing, like, doing stuff like that, the website, content, yeah. podcast stuff or whatever, like, on that out, like, the other person that isn't me would view that as work, but, like, just what you just said, like, personally, yeah. like, I'd find it really fun, that stuff, don't really find it as work, but, yeah, yeah. when I, I definitely have that challenge where you had no one going, Lily, look, you said you weren't going to work this, definitely, like, like yeah. so fair enough, that definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, I can't get away with that, that'd no. be easy. Yeah. Um, cool, so, ended up, obviously, having someone support you for the first couple of months, so that just to frame up where you are now, yeah. so you, you've got two permanent employees, yeah. how long have they worked for you? So Emma has been with me since April 2018 and Rebecca... So not, lo not long after your... The your yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, Emma yeah. joined as a candidate manager. She's actually one of my best friends outside of work as well, which is, really? yeah, interesting. And um, Rebecca joined in October 2019. Really? Yeah. 
Um, how, so that's interesting then. So has it always just ended up being like close friends, family? Well, Rebecca's or? not. And okay. I have hired people in the past that haven't been friends. Mm. I think, it, no, it, it's not been intentional. It, it's just... I suppose so, so Emma for instance it kind of it was just a circumstance you know she got back from traveling and I was like come and do recruitment for six months you know and yeah, then you yeah, can yeah. go and do your own thing and and she didn't have any intention to stay and I didn't think she would like it and yeah. she's actually been amazing really? awesome. um but no it hasn't been intentional but I think you know that's I wouldn't no offense to my other friends but I wouldn't work with them um yeah, yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't hire other people that I probably know anymore yeah. but it has worked um yeah i, ju I just think because i'm just thinking like again as we were saying before we started predominantly the recruiting industry is made up of smaller businesses like yours yeah. so it's like pretty hard i don't know like for you to it obviously you really believe in your business and what you're doing but for, to, for someone to join your business in a small office in we work yeah not to like patronize what no, you're doing no. but it's like fucking hard to get do you it know is. what I mean I know I can't believe I've got Rebecca I don't know how she <laughs> found us I'm like you are never leaving every time she asks for a catch up I'm like what do you want because <laughs> um, like how have you Leah like how have you found that like selling and f finding speaking to people about working for you because that I think that's where a lot of people can find it really difficult like I, I did a podcast with a chap called Christian where he really found this where like he fell into the trap of like basically like he would interview people for his business and he made quite a few hiring mistakes because he felt so privileged that they were considering working for his business. Uh, yeah, I've definitely made that mistake Do, do you know what before, I mean? Yeah. So like, so yeah. I, and I totally get that as a small business because like, fuck, this person's like, yeah. they're, they're part of like this, da, da, da. So like, how have you found, like, how have you found trying to like, I guess, communicate or like, how have you got better at speaking to people about joining you and the mission that you're on? So I think um, in Manchester, I've actually found it pretty easy mm. touch wood um i think i suppose sponsoring you know stuff like the manchester pa awards like people kind of get in contact and say we've seen like yeah i've seen you like i'm you know they come to to us which is great and we do get candidates actually saying they would be interested in working you know with us um i think i have to be honest i think getting people part of the the kind of the attraction I suppose is being in WeWork and mm. in you know we're in St. Peter's Square it's like the most central so that's definitely you, help. yeah most central you can get in in um Manchester and then when you know when Rebecca met Emma for instance Emma was saying I've actually made best friends in WeWork so even though we're a small company you know we, I've yeah. got I think mates. that's the huge pro of work, being in WeWork definitely like, however you think of it good or bad yeah that's the real advantage and great thing that can add to your business, even though you're a micro hundred percent. If I was in, you know, a, no offense to Regis, but you know, Regis kind of small office, the three of us, there is no chance I would have got Rebecca. Like she, yeah. you know, she, she would have been bored. And it, we don't actually go out that much, you know, but it's still, we have a laugh at work, but yeah. they can also go out with other people in WeWork. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, when did you, when did you make the decision on WeWork? Cause I know you said you was in there from the start. So yeah. 2018, 2000 to so the May. So yeah, so I was in Stockport and it was an open plan office and it just didn't really kind of work talking about salaries and, yeah, yeah. you know, especially London salaries, we were working the quite big roles. Um, and those people in the office were probably thinking, oh, can I get one of those jobs? So <laughs> um, I thought it was time to have our own office for that side of things. But also we were spending a lot of time 
traveling into the city center to meet candidates yeah, so okay. that's why i took the decision to just you know we need to be here because w people will just come mm. to us rather than us having was that to quite to a big decision at that point to do that in terms of like the overheads that yeah. you're gonna add yeah i mean it was yeah it was pretty punchy i think um I actually went to WeWork just to have a nosy round. Like I didn't have yeah. an intention to sign up and then I just kind of got sold the dream and really? thought like, we'll just have to make the money. Um, but yeah, it was a Did pretty that also, bold move. Was that also a bit of a sort of moment where it was like you're investing in like where you want to be rather than Definitely. maybe where you are right now? Yeah, I didn't want to have a business in Stockport. No offense to, to people in Stockport, yeah. but that was not where I saw my business being. Yeah. And I, I felt like the clients we should be working with were in the city center and it just yeah, made again, sense. Uh, again, it sort of adds to your business, the brand and stuff yeah. like that, doesn't it? You but want also to position again, yourself with those types of companies. There's great yeah. companies in Stockport. We work with a lot of companies in South Manchester and North Manchester, but I just felt that that was yeah. where we wanted to be. And I, and I think that's completely fair. And I definitely agree because I, I was saying to you earlier that I recently, um, invested in like a co-working membership and like being in this type of environment like is like and being like your in, your environment definitely has a huge impact on you and like yeah. being around this it's like well actually I am it's not just me on this sort of mission and trying and like this is like a it just definitely helps yeah and just like getting dressed for work and stuff like that yeah. going into <laughs> town and being like all my friends were working in the center manchester and i was like oh i'm in stockport like mm. i just felt like i wanted to be in the thick of it i suppose i'd been in london before and i'd loved that buzz so it was like the next best yeah, thing yeah. um but also i wanted to create like a slick kind of process for candidates registering because we meet everyone so okay. if, you know they come in and it's a really impressive yeah, space when yeah, you walk that's in definitely a big factor. rather than walking in you know somewhere else yeah. i just felt like that was kind of and people still say like you know oh it's amazing what is this place and yeah. it just i that think it sets helps. it off to a good yeah. start okay year three then yeah what what so you've got other people to be accountable for yeah that's quite scary yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how what were some of the challenges in that year three that, <laughs> what went on? I think I made a lot of mistakes in year three. Really? Um, in, what, yeah. what, in what sense? So I tried to have, I tried to split my time between Manchester and London. So we had an really? office in both. So I would go down at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning and come back Wednesday night and then do Thursday, Friday in the Manchester office. What, why did you try and do that? Because I, I felt like we needed a presence in London. And I suppose it was like a, yeah kind of like a pride thing maybe mm. even just like we need an office there and actually we probably didn't okay and it was really detrimental to the business because what it meant was i was managing two sets of junior staff in both locations oh, wow. and basically so there was five of us at that point and essentially i just didn't manage both that well because yeah. my time was so split um okay. so yeah it, i did make mistakes and i think actually then you know the the overheads crept up yeah quite considerably um and then that was when i realized actually you know it's not just about because i think so a lot of the time people can you, you know you say you've got your own business and immediately some the first question everyone asks is how many people work for yeah, you because yeah, yeah. it's like a vanity thing and i think yeah. i got swept up into that really, and trying enough. to really kind of get as many people on the ground as quickly as possible and actually then when i stripped it back and made it as lean as possible we were way more profitable yeah um but yeah year year three was was a really bit of so a roller like coaster a, yeah, yeah so a lot of sort of just realizations like oh hang on a minute like yeah and maybe. just hiring the wrong 
wrong yeah. people and obviously then having well, to like, you let never, those people yeah, go. But you've never managed any, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. like, that's yeah. bound to be a challenge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But actually like, I'm so glad that all of that happened because yeah. it's, it's definitely, I've learned so much from it and I now would, wouldn't probably, well, I hope I wouldn't make the same mistakes again mm. and I would hire the, hopefully the right people. You know, I'm not always yeah, going to get yeah. it right, but I think like you said before, I probably was like, oh, they want to work for me. This is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was a big cost to the business. So, so yeah, splitting your time, overheads going up, which I'm sure then, like, you're feeling the pressure. Yeah. You're putting more pressure on the people that joined yeah. you. Not, gonna, not being able to offer, like, full support and stuff like that. That makes sense. And anything else that you found really difficult? Was that, like, a core... I think that like was the main learning. challenge yeah, yeah, yeah. of last year. And I think what happened was um, I tried to kind of feed all the work into the team and I was really left with doing the stuff that I wasn't really enjoying, like mm. the managing the accounts, the marketing, which yes, I did enjoy, but I wasn't actually having any client interaction myself. And that mm. is what I love doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, it have was you ever, a tough Have you ever done that exercise where like you write down like what you do? Yeah. And which is then, why I'm getting a PA. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I did that and it's like, yeah, it's a really changer. good exercise. So yeah. the exercise is like for, I did this for like a week. This came from like the coach that I had. Have you ever had a sort of yes. business coach? Yeah. yeah. So I had a business coach for like three, four months and it, and it was great. And one of the sort of early tasks that she sent me to do was, um, yeah, write down like what you do on a, on a daily ba- uh, on a day on a daily basis for a week, like by the hour. Yeah, and then that's a really good exercise to recognise that. Well, hang on a minute, like I shouldn't be doing all of these. Da da da. And then also, I think I've heard this on different podcasts. I've read it different different things as well. Like also, part of that exercise can be like, okay, well, how much of the stuff I might do I actually enjoy doing? Yeah. So that you recognise that. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. And then it just, all of a sudden it kind of, it just happens. You end up passing all the jobs over and then without, you don't even realize and you just, you do, you're coming into work and you're doing a totally different job than what you were doing a month before. It changes so quickly that it's easy to get swept up into it. But yeah, that has, I think, because it it can be scary as well Mm. because you think, well, I'm then going to pay someone else to do it. I could just keep it myself, but that is, yeah, yeah. you know. But again, I think that's, I've had those thoughts, but it's like, I think it sort of goes back into that sort of mindset of you as a business owner. It's like, well, hang on a minute. Maybe this is going to put a bit more pressure on me or maybe I could do it myself, but like me investing in this and taking yeah. this step forward is like me saying to myself, no, this is where I do want to be and like this is Definitely. where I want to get to. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? And it's also like, yeah, you're putting the confidence in other people and, and you're showing that to the team as well. I think, mm. um, yeah, it, it's good to, well, that's why I have hired a PA and office manager because I've realized mm. that I could just keep it myself, but it's not going to grow the business. And, you know, if I'm going out saying people need a PA, I probably need to <laughs> <laughs> help Yeah, that would definitely help in your world, won't it? Like, yeah, definitely. And also to understand, you know, I've, ha- I've recruited a lot of PAs, but actually to have, yeah. your own you understand it a lot more as well yeah. so yeah okay so year three big learning curve yes yeah so going into year four then yeah let's just sort of like just make it clear on because i think a lot of people will would have probably made mistakes like that or learning so like what now when you're sort of speaking to people or hiring for your own like i guess how what did, what was your mentality towards your business going into year four then 
because you've been on a bit of a roller coaster yeah because you started yeah at home da, 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 like year two ended up your what is it brother's cousin uh, yeah. girlfriend or whatever the, yeah put working for you yeah then your mate started working for you so like yeah so like what was your your mindset by that point must have been like well hang on a minute right let's learn from what i've done here and like let's give it a real Definitely. like really yeah like year going into year four was like this is time to like to do this yeah. and actually I mean, I like, I like love it now. And I mm. probably, I, I liked it. Cause obviously I did it for three years, but I think it was like, there were times where I was like, am I really doing this? And it was like going yeah. into year four was like, this is, this is properly, like, I'm going to make something of this. Um, mm. And actually, you know, obviously I took it seriously before, but it, I don't know, it was just something clicked. I think having had to make those decisions and go through the kind of the roller coaster of year three. Yeah really kind of narrowed my focus on like what do I want um mm. and like it's been like a totally different year really yeah and that I feel like mentally yeah 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 mentally financially like yeah, yeah just so so a big part of that was what so did you sort of really stop and look at yourself in the mirror and be like right why am I doing that? Yeah. like what's the purpose here sort yeah of thing? definitely and also just like having I think it has it has been meeting other business owners. Like mm. I think having, you know, have role models in like my mum, but like I didn't really have the, other than the kind of the role models that I'd had at Robert Walters, like in the couple, first couple of years, I wasn't really exposed to those types of people. Whereas I suppose year three, year four, I got to know people that actually like, I was like, I want to do that. Like I've just been away with two business owners and like I've learned so much from them and actually one of them like she's got her own office well they both got their own office but they've like it is like their own office that's so in yeah, line with yeah. their branding and I really look up to that and that is a goal of mine yeah, and I think yeah, actually yeah. being around those types of people is probably what was a bit of a, the yeah, game changer nice. as well how, and I think so many so many people would love to have access to people like that or yeah. like how how did that happen just like organically really? so yeah so I met um, was it clients yeah or? well oh, okay. a bit yeah so um Holly I'd met through sponsoring the Manchester PA award so she was on the she's on the board for that so we kind of okay. got to know her um and then we, I suppose, got a bit closer because I was recruiting for her. And then we went to Barry's boot camp together and we just, as you know, developed yeah, a so friendship. Sort of organically. Like, yeah. yeah. And then she introduced me to Lisa and, and that's kind of, it just kind of went from there. Um, but I suppose it is just, yeah, just making friends with other people, with people and not always looking at it as like the pound signs. It's like, you just yeah. want to, yeah, get to know. Yeah, no, I think... Um Definitely. And I think a lot of people could benefit from that. Like if they had access to more people where, yeah, where they, they see them, they see themselves in, but like maybe further down the line yeah. that they're inspired by. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that's something that like Rachel Hollis talks about is like you want in your circle, you want to have people that you're looking up to that not yeah. like kind of. Cause you may, not, plane, you may not have that plane, in a friendship yeah. circle. No. And m all my friends, like uh, my friends from school, like I love them to pieces, but they're all like doing very different things yeah. and none of them have got their own businesses. And mm. so they don't really get it when I'm talking, not that they don't get it, but no, go, it's mean. a different, yeah. different conversation we don't talk about work whereas you know I want to be able to sometimes talk about work and yeah. it doesn't have to be people in recruitment businesses it could be yeah, anything like you're open yeah I think. yeah definitely no, I think that's great so I guess would your advice be then because I know that happened quite organically or whatever but someone listening right now that would like to have access to like a Lily Shepard in their life or whatever or some yeah. other people that I think a lot of people benefit from how people go about like actively trying to because you can 100% be intentional about 
getting those people yeah just ask for a coffee with people and i think like you or just you know meet people networking and just follow up from it and um yeah i think just don't think about it as like you want something out of that person it's more about like you just want you know if you uh, like aspire to you know to be like them or an aspect of their life then i think it's maybe just saying that Mm. you really look up to them and would they be free for kind of a a chat or yeah um, and i think again like don't be surprised how many people say yes yeah definitely yeah don't don't underestimate how many people would say yes yeah i think also again like being a women business owner yeah like 100 percent leverage that yeah as in like they're yeah. so like if you're a women business owner right now like reaching out to another women business owner and going look lee i'm also a solo woman founder definitely like these are some of the things that like i'm just going round in circle at the moment thinking about this blah 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 how open would you be like maybe you've experienced some of the similar things and like i think you could connect connect with that quite easily and even like asking um, like a male as well. Yeah, yeah. I went to, um, I had some mentoring and I mean, it was tough because I said like, I want to, I don't, I think men can be more black and white, yeah. black and white than, um, than women can. And I wanted to kind of, I suppose, learn from that. And it could be just asking a male, you know, I really want to be, to learn from you. And, and I think that that's also like, yeah, I yeah. learned a lot from that. I mean, it was, yeah. Really? How long yeah. did that go on for? Um, it was only a couple of sessions, but he he was a, um, a lawyer. And so he was pretty direct yeah, yeah, yeah. and it really helped me like refine everything. Mm. And even um, the accountant that I use, he's... Um, the same i think uh, like it's good to learn from women and other women definitely but i think you can also learn a lot yeah, from yeah, men sure. um i think it's that i think you said it earlier on like that's the challenge being a sort of solo founder is that and this is one of the main reasons why i invested in a coach is that no one's holding you accountable yeah and that can help definitely a lot when there's other people that you're talking to if you if i'm sitting down with lily my mentor and i'm going look this is where i want to get to and this is why and this is what I plan on doing, blah, blah, blah. And then we sit down three weeks from now and you go, okay, Hisham, why the fuck have we not done it? Yeah. Yeah, it makes such a difference. Because you know it's I mean? so easy for time to just go by. Yeah. And I think it is really important that you know that meeting's coming up and you want to work towards it. Yeah. Um, that So I actually moved accountants last year and that was kind of coming into, I think, year four. And we had a pretty frank conversation. He was like, what do you want to do with this business? You know, yeah. and, and that actually like has been instrumental because really? when I went back recently, he was like, oh my God, you've completely like yeah. changed everything. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of work to be done, but he was like, you know, think about where you were last year. Yeah. And that is really great to, to, to know you're going into that meeting and mm. you can actually show what yeah, you've yeah, done. Exactly. Yeah. How, just on that, like how... And I know we were saying about this earlier about like you're really hard on yourself. Like, yeah. How uh, <laughs> how like easy is it to forget like where you was? So easy. <laughs> Do you Do know I what I mean? Like back to that moment yeah. there. Like on the outside of that account, I'm going fucking hell, Lily. Well done. Yeah. But like you probably went in. No, I, I, I went in that meeting dreading it. That's what I mean. So like you may have, like uh, that's what I would have been like. Yeah. Like I just think they're so important to look not get to too high on the highs and like too low on the lows, but like. That I've definitely had to learn that. Like, like, don't give yourself a bit of credit sometimes. 
And I find that hard. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, uh, for sure. Like at one point, actually, I did start, I've not been doing it recently, but I did start writing down everything good that happened because I, and then I'd reflect back on it and think, oh God, this month's been actually amazing. But like, it's so easy to just, yeah. yeah. There's always more. Definitely. And that I am, yeah, I'm always kind of, you know, you listen to other podcasts or you compare yourself. And I think you've got to stick in your own lane and and just be like, this is what I'm doing. And if you do a good job, then great. Mm. you know you've got to ride your own kind of roller coaster so year four then yeah better what what do you think have been some of the sort of best decisions you made in year four sort of comma best investments of either time or money that you made you think that had the real impact on you having a better meeting with your accountant i think um hiring the right people yeah and like we do psychometric testing and that has been oh, really, really good yeah um how affordable is that for small businesses i think it's like 100 pounds a, okay. a test and how was um, that quite a few people said this now so some small businesses might go nah i don't need that that's just like bigger business i couldn't even really I, yeah it, and is that uh, why because if you get it wrong it's going to cost you a lot more than 100 quid. So yeah, that's best, I, great way to look at it. Yeah, so like I... When do you psychomet- When do you do the test? Like, what's part of the interview second process? Second interview. Okay. So normally I will meet with them and then I'll get someone else to meet with... Well, Emma will meet with them and then they'll kind of do the test at the same time. Um, and usually I've got an idea of what they will come yeah, out yeah. as. Um, but I've gone against it in the past and that has bitten me. Um, and just thought, oh, no, it'll be absolutely fine. And... and everything was spot on that what that person would have been um so yeah we do that and i think that has made a massive difference i think um sorry has that just made a difference in from day one you know how to um have like how to approach training that person supporting that person or you have a good idea on how they're going to approach recruitment yeah so more about how they're going to approach things. Okay, so, cool. Um, so Emma and Rebecca are a lot more on the delivery. So like that's come back in their profile. They're a lot more in the detail, whereas I'm... So they're all kind of quite similar, but I use talent dynamics and I'm like a supporter profile. So I've got some detail, but I'm more on like the people. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. And so I realised actually both of them are really good with people, but they are really good at kind of seeing things through from start to end. So probably for someone like them, that they don't probably like BD. So a BD mm. person would probably be more kind of supporter or like, star yeah, like profile. Yeah, okay, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so psychometric testing. That's yeah, really so cool. that's been um, a difference. And then um, sponsoring events, which we spoke about before, that's without and how did a that, doubt. Let's just share with that. Like, how did that happen? Because I think when we were sharing before we started, like you had to make a pretty... Big yeah. decision where like fucking out like this is going to cost quite a bit. Yeah. But like, how was that? So again, there's a bit of risk and reward there. Like, how was that? So you, so basically, you had to make a decision where you had to put quite a bit behind sponsorship. Yeah. Which you hadn't spent that sort of money before on sponsorship. No. So it's like okay. Yeah. So the yeah the first year that we sponsored the Manchester PA Awards, that was like I hadn't even launched in Manchester at that point. It yeah. just I think it'd been like a couple of weeks and yeah it was it was a bold move yeah. and i could have gone for a lower tier of sponsorship yeah. but i thought no i want you know i think i want a spot on the judging panel you yeah. know i want to kind of have again if you're going to do it then let's let so that, that's, sort, that's in home. line with yeah. like what you're yeah about. exactly and i wanted i felt like the risk would pay off yeah. and it and it did it couldn't have been better i mean the first year was like ridiculous like so just clarity on that just for people yeah. who are like okay lily but 
Like yeah. what, so you what pulled some jobs that you filled or? Yeah, so not even, yes, financially we like, I think it, we did like quadruple the amount of what the, the invested. The, yeah, okay, cool. which was fine, which was great. Um, and we got other jobs off the back of it. Um, but it was more about like the relationship side that we built. Nice. So being able to like, it was, it is very specific to obviously this yeah, yeah, yeah. award that we, the awards that we sponsored, but you know, I got to be a judge on, on the, on the day and two of my clients now were off the back of that. So it was yeah. just about, you know, in the room we kind of, we got on and then I followed up after. Um, but equally just like putting our name on the map and, and yeah. it couldn't have been a better thing. And like, to, yeah. How, how did Lily, the recruitment business owner, like coming from the mindset of like, I'm pushing the bar out here. Like, yeah. Cause that could have easily led you to being like, right, I'm going to get 50 business cards out of this event. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to make it successful. Like, how did you approach, just out of interest, like, how did you, did you sort of, was you quite salesy or like, I don't know, how did you approach? So I'm just not that person. Yeah, like, fair. I don't think I've ever been, or I'd like to think I'm, I've never been like a pushy salesperson. Like, yeah. I genuinely believe it is about like the long game. And mm. I think I just, yeah, just got to know people and took a genuine interest and kind of, I wasn't, I can't stand the people, well, no offense to these people, but you know, nice to meet you, can I have a job? Like, it's just not me. And it's not <laughs> like the business cards thing. It just wasn't about that. I think yeah. it was, I just, I was more organic about it and and just saw it that it would pay off and that it, it, I wasn't kind of thinking it needs to pay off right now. It just happened. Mm. And it was stuff to post on social media. You know, there was loads of benefits from it. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But I wasn't, yeah, kind of. Cool. So psychometric testing, yeah. hiring. Yeah. And then getting involved and getting your brand and business involved and um, part of industry events. Yeah. Made, made just networking difference. in general. Networking. And just really, I, the referral scheme made a massive difference. I mean, that has always been quite good for us. But I think, I suppose, year three, year four, when we were properly doing Manchester, giving people like vouchers if they you know we mm. place them and especially the sector that we're in like yeah. you know 250 pounds for the selfridges vouchers it, it, mm. you know everyone doesn't likes the vouchers but it might be differently received to a ceo to a pa yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure um but that made a, a big difference okay um f just a few one or two things before we finish um just because i think you probably would have went through um um, your own journey with this and got better at it the way you're describing talking about year four like how how does your day look like now like how you structure it yeah. and these types of things as a small business owner compared to what it looked like when you sort of in the like earlier on because I'm sure you've probably I feel like you would have refined it or just yeah I think I'm a lot more structured now really yeah so I'm pretty strict with myself in terms like I get in the office for like half six seven really and then, yeah and then what, I've talked to him about to your work. day then so what happened like what goes on half six um, again at half six seven yeah get up and then what like you're on the phone five five thirty no come in and just actually like get on top of stuff and plan my day okay so like first thing in the morning i'll do like social media mm. which I, I, i'm not ready to give over just i think yeah. like i will at some point but i think i'll yeah do that first thing and just kind of get ready before the team come in um and then, and I'm quite structured with like Monday, Tuesday are like my business development days. Okay. Wednesday is my meetings day. 
Thursday is my strategy day and Friday is kind of like admin and catching up. So I have nice. become a lot more structured. Obviously things have changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they don't, but um, yeah, morning is kind of catch up with the team, BD, work the jobs. And then obviously things come in, you know, throughout yeah. it. Um, but then what will normally happen is I'll go, so I leave at like, I'll go to the gym at like 4.15. Mm. Um, and then come back. 4.15s. Precisely. <laughs> so I do a Barry's class at 4.15, okay, just okay, so okay, that okay. like, so my plan is to kind of get in earlier. It just works for me personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like I have the dog here and stuff, so he stays here while I go to the gym, awesome. all that kind of thing. Um, and then I'll normally kind of log on and do my admin at, at home when I get back. So yeah. like it is a long day, but yeah. I think I'm, I've become better at like, and I think I, I'm really, like I really try and set an example to the team by like, I was always taught, you know, do what's going to make you money kind mm. of first and your priority in the morning should be the things that are going to make you the money. And in yeah. the afternoon, it's more about your admin and your kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. your other stuff. Um, okay. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. So like, yeah, so you've broken down your days and that's like, again, I think obviously you can be flexible and things can yeah. change. But for me, I, so I can r just really resonate with this. And I think I was just sharing it with you before we started. Like, I think maybe what you, I don't know if, so at the beginning, when I started my business, like I wasn't being dictated by sort of my clients' diaries and when they could do things, I just had like no structure to put my week in, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't just think, right, okay, so, in order for me to get all the key activities that I wanted to get done on a weekly basis, like how would I want my week to look? Yeah. And then when I actually thought about that, I was like, right, okay, so if I, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, if they're like my delivery sessions, training, coaching, whatever, and then Monday is more of an admin, get ready for the week, strategy, content, Friday, admin. So it's like, it's like obviously can be flexible, but it's actually just taking the time and being like, right, okay, how would I want my week to look? And like, like actually, just actually making the time to create a structure that works for you. Definitely. I think like, it's just so easy for the week to fly by. Like, yeah. if you just you have, back like, if you like, have what no, have done? Yeah. if you have like no structure, yeah. it's like, even if, even if, yeah, loads of things can change. It's worth just going like, right. Okay. So what days are going to be best dedicated to doing BD or like what you've spoken about? I think that's just, if you haven't done that, then you need to do that. I'm assuming on like your strategy day, you could, speak to some clients or whatever yeah. but the main intention is you've blocked out a certain amount of time to do strategy yeah because yeah. I just felt that all the strategy was always happening when I would go on holiday or like yeah, I'd be so away true. from the office so like most of the time on a Thursday like I'll work from like David Lloyd or like mm. I'll work remotely and the team can do that as well like I think it's just good to be out of the office but I'm still working I'm still mm. doing that but it's just like you can think about things from a different like you can get ideas yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think that's important because otherwise it means I'm only thinking about things so what, what, would, what would be typical things you'd think on that strategy that day then? Um, so like at the moment, um, I'm thinking about like productizing or like offering. So like having not just one fee that we work with, but like mm. a kind of range of fees that clients can work to and yeah. like what they will get. So that's something that I want to put into place when Lauren starts. Um, we So I'll think about like events that we can do. Yeah. Like, the podcast yeah. that I was speaking to you about doing. So just like general ideas, but then I'll try and like actually think about how I'm going to do them. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. That's really good. Cause I think again, I'm definitely victim of this and also people listening who are smaller businesses, like you can fall into the trap of like, you know what, actually I've got a really good idea, events thing. And you could have that idea on Monday and then you don't do anything with it until <laughs> yeah. like, that's so true actually. Cause 
I've probably ended up really thinking about things like that on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> or then you, if you, you try not to think about it, so you get that idea and then you think, oh, well, I can't think about that right now. Yeah, so I'll yeah, like yeah, put yeah. it off. Whereas like that is your day. Yeah, no, I really like that. And you're in a, I think it's important but to you, be in a nice still, zone. Like, yeah. Pick up the phone, like yeah. speak to people. And it's still like, work jobs. Be, and but still... like you block out, just to, yeah, yeah, like that. That's cool. Okay. Before we finish, yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Before we finish, like, what would you say then, just to sort of wrap all of this up? Really, I think you've been really on and shared loads of great things. Like, so two things. Firstly, anyone that's considering starting their own recruitment business, what would your advice be? Um, I think soak up as much knowledge where you currently are. Um, mm. And I think like don't burn your bridges is what, what I said mm. to you before as well. I think like, you know, be grateful kind of for, for what you've got and learn as much as you can, but yeah. then, you know, go and do it in the best way possible. Um, mm. That was something that I was like really you know, I could have broken my covenants and, and I, yeah, so you're saying don't burn bridges with like people that you work definitely for. Definitely not. Like, yeah, like, and I that, agree with that. I, yeah, I could have easily done it. And, yeah. um, it just, yeah, it wasn't me. And I felt that, you know, I'm now like really close to my old bosses still. Mm. And there's that respect there. Um, and I just think that that is so important. Mm. Um, but I do think, you know, try and soak up as much, um, experience that you've got there. And if you can, kind of get some training experience or managerial experience mm. I do think that that would be really beneficial, beneficial and yeah. something that I've had to it's probably taken me a lot longer to to do on my own that I maybe wish I'd have had yeah. before um but then also just kind of you know what's the worst that can happen yeah like, such a great question that I think yeah. like, what is the worst that can happen Literally. this is a valid question to ask yeah and no one's gonna die like I think that yeah. is what we always used to is that 100% enough like it's, that is a good way of thinking about things sometimes. I think in recruitment in general like I yeah. remember because I was I was 19, 20 when I was at Robert Walters and like I used to get very emotional and like because <laughs> the days were so pressurised yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and it, we would always say like no one is going to die and I always yeah, say yeah. that to the girls like isn't, if something does go wrong like mm. it is not the end of the world so yeah no yeah. okay i like it so before i ask you the final question yeah what is lily excited about so going into the fifth year of your business yeah that's no joke mate that's yeah that's great no, considering the sort of journey yeah. that you've been on yeah do you know what i mean yeah so going into year five yeah what's going on what are you excited about so we've split the business up into like four different divisions now okay. so i'm looking to expand those divisions and, and hire people for that. So what are um, the divisions? Have you so we've that? got the business support side, which is uh, your typical kind of temp and perm yeah. recruitment into businesses, um, you know, PAs, EAs, office yeah. managers, etc. And then we have launched the virtual business, mm. which is, um, so I've, it's basically going to be round the clock support to business owners um, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's more geared up to like the entrepreneurs and the kind of the big yeah. businesses that need travel booking or whatever. So yeah. we're doing that and project management and then um, private, so LS private and then international. So looking to kind of like grow those. Um, mm. It's still obviously sticking within what we know because I think that's been something that I've toyed with a lot is like, do I do other like disciplines? Yeah. You know, how do I kind of expand? But actually I'm really excited to do like, to keep it with what we know, but actually have like kind of different yeah, yeah, offerings. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, 
and you know grow the team and um you know we're moving into a bigger office soon um it, within we work still but that's exciting mm. so just think this year is like all about yeah growth and just really like maximizing like every opportunity that, yeah and like the platform know. that you yeah definitely. worked hard to get to yeah absolutely awesome so last question you can answer this question with a phrase sentence a word whatever comes to mind but if lily could communicate to every single recruiter out there they'd take on your advice they'd listen they'd implement it tomorrow what would you say to the people probably say like just don't be a dick yeah that's <laughs> like, fair i just think like it goes a long way doesn't yeah it? because i think in this industry as well you know like we deal with other recruiters and like rec to rex and unfortunately there are people that are out there that you know give us a bad name and i think if you are just a genuine person mm like people buy into people. I know it's really obvious, but actually like there are some shockers yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, and I do think that that's where we've really separated ourselves from from the rest, especially in Manchester is like candidates are like, oh wow, like this is, you know, yeah. you care. And I just mm. think, yeah, just don't be, don't don't be, be a dick. dick. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Lily, it's been a pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really want to ensure this podcast remains valuable and relevant for all of you. If you have topics or questions you would love me to cover with future guests, then please get in touch with me. Best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Just search Hishimazoos and drop me a message. I would love to hear from you. Finally, if you have two minutes, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave an honest review for the podcast. It will simply mean that I can reach more people with this podcast. You can easily leave a review for the podcast by clicking the link in the episode notes or by going to ratethispodcast.com forward slash rollercoaster. Thank you again for listening.